Welcome to The Drive with Josh Downs, a faith-based coaching podcast where I'll share weekly thoughts, principles, insights, and more, all designed to help you build a better self, to better love yourself, so that you can better become all you were meant to be. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Welcome to another week of The Drive podcast. I'm Josh Downs, and today's episode is episode 529, A Moment to Remember. I want to start out just by sharing a little bit of an experience I had this past week. I actually had a chance to go on a hike to a place called Donut Falls. It's kind of been a yearly thing that I've, I've loved to do during the summer with, with my daughters. It's, it's a short hike. It's a beautiful hike that goes up to a small stream up one of the mountain canyons near where I live. And the pinnacle of, of this particular hike is a waterfall that quite literally passes through a hole in the top of a small cave, much like a donut, I guess is probably where it gets its name from. And it was a beautiful hike. It was a beautiful sunny day. and We had a great time. But you know, in reflecting on it, as I thought about what it was that I loved most about this particular hike, I realized that it wasn't really just about one thing, but it was actually a bunch of little things that we experienced all along the way that made it so fun. Things like watching my nieces and nephews run and play and interact with each other while we were hiking. It was visiting with my daughters while we were walking along the trail. It was watching my youngest daughter talk about how she'd never been stung by a bee, just as my oldest daughter poked her in the leg with a stick and made her scream, thinking that she'd just been stung by a bee. We laughed about that one for quite a while. It was the blueberry almonds that my brother-in-law bought at 7-Eleven for a dollar and introduced us to. It was the goofy pictures that we all took. It was the cold water that we felt as we hiked in the river. It was carrying my little niece like a football under my arm through the fast and deep water while she laughed. It was the little donuts that we actually ate when we got to Donut Falls. It was the difficult climb that we made to get to the very top. It was crawling through the entrance of the cave until we could stand up and hearing the loud rushing of water come pouring down into the cave from the waterfall. It was feeling the mist and the cold water again splashing on us from it. It was making our way behind the falls so we could actually see the backside of water. (laughs) It was splashing on each other while we were in the cave. It was seeing a group of about 30 little kids who could have been more than five or six years old all exploring and enjoying the river and nature as well as part of a summer camp, a a camp called Camp Wildlife. It was the conversations that we had on the way back down together. It was running into friends from the church and neighborhood that I grew up in that I hadn't seen for years. It was the drive down the beautiful canyon, enjoying the, the cool breeze and the beautiful scenery as we went. It was stopping for free Slurpees at 7-Eleven since it was July 11th. And finally, it was eating nachos for lunch at a really fun restaurant afterwards and, and then making our way home. See, it wasn't just one moment, but it was a group of moments combined into one that made it so memorable. It reminded me of a quote I once heard from Albert Einstein, who once said that the best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. <laughs> A moment is a fleeting instance in time, a brief period that holds significance and really captures our attention, but could be so short-lived. But together, these moments create memories. A moment is literally a fragment of existence that possesses the power to shape our memories, our emotions, and even our lives. They can be made up of instances of happiness or sorrow or love or any emotion that leaves an indelible mark on our memories and shapes our perceptions of the world. Moments 
are like individual threads weaving together to create the fabric and the beautiful mosaic of our lives. Thinkers and writers and artists all throughout history have contemplated the nature of moments, seeking to capture their essence and richness in words. There's Dr. Seuss who once said, Sometimes you will never know the value of a moment until it becomes a memory. Or Maya Angelou who once said, Life is not measured by the number of breaths we take, but by the moments that take our breath away. Or Paulo Colo, who said, if you pay close attention to each day, you discover the magic moment. Or Cortina Kent, who said, life is a succession of moments. To live each one is to succeed. Or Ashley Montagu, who said, the moments of happiness we enjoy take us by surprise. It is not that we seize them, but that they seize us. Or the late Kobe Bryant who said, The moment you give up is the moment you let someone else win. Or Cesare Pavese who said, We don't remember days, we remember moments. Or the great Tony Robbins who said, Life is about moments. Don't wait for them, create them. Or Omar Khayyam who said, Be happy for this moment. This moment is your life. And finally, George Bernard Shaw who said, Life is no brief candle for me. It is a sort of splendid torch, which I have got hold of for the moment, and I want to make it burn as brightly as possible before handing it on to future generations. Moments with their significance shape our existence in countless ways. They are the catalyst for growth, the source of inspiration, and reminders of our humanity. One of the greatest things that we can all learn to do is to be fully present and embrace them to deepen our connection to life and cultivate a profound appreciation of the fleeting beauty that surrounds us each and every day. They are the magnificent building blocks of the rest of our lives. And this hike for me was a reminder to make the mosaic of my life an extraordinary one. It's so easy at times, isn't it? As I've mentioned many times before, to lose sight of what's right in front of you while trying to see a little bit further to see what's up ahead. Only you can't get to what's ahead without passing through what's right in front of you. So really the question isn't if we will pass through moments in our life, but rather how we will pass through life's moments. But as I was thinking a little bit since that hike, what I want to share this week about how do we really do this and and, and better do this. I really feel like this is something that we are constantly working on and, and towards and trying to improve, really capturing the essence of life and enjoying each and every moment that we have the opportunity to experience. As I thought about how to best do that, I started to catch myself, I think, overcomplicating things, which I think we have a tendency to do. I think sometimes we can even miss the great moments of our life by trying too hard to enjoy them. As an example, there's a story that I I came across in, in preparing to share some of these thoughts with you today about a monk who was sitting in a meditation position, a lotus position. He was looking over the courtyard and his eyes were closed. He was trying to meditate and be present, which is a good thing to do. I know that's something that we're all striving to do a little bit more. But in this case, the sounds of the courtyard and the kids that came to visit the monastery annoyed him. He couldn't be mindful of all this noise that was going on around him. So the monk got up and made his way to, of course, the master. The master was in the courtyard teaching the kids from a nearby town about meditation. The kids were attentively listening to the master. The monk waited for the class to be over and then stepped up to the master and asked, Master, why can't I seem to experience this presence of mind you were talking about the other day? 
why can't I seem to be more present? Which has been a question that's been on my mind multiple times. Why is it so hard to really enjoy the moment and let go of all the things we want to, to have and to do and to be and places we want to go and get to in our lives and just enjoy the journey? Well, in asking that question, as any great master would do, he answered it with a question of his own. The master smiled and looked back at the monk and asked, Why do you think you aren't living in the present moment? The monk looked around, trying to think of a reasonable answer, and said, I can't seem to be more present because I keep on noticing my mind wander away in thought. Besides, all the noises of the kids in the courtyard were disturbing my peace. That's why I can't be more present, he answered. The master looks away and observes one of the kids running around in the field, playing with the grass and dancing joyously, and says, Do you see that child? The master asked softly. Of course I do, the monk answered, unsure of what the master was trying to tell him. Does that kid look mindful to you? In other words, is she living in the present moment? The master asked. Yes, she does. She seems happy and free. After all, she is a child without a speck of worry on her mind. The monk replied, Then why do you still think that you aren't living in the present moment? If even a child can do it, why can't you do it? The master asked. He didn't wait for an answer before continuing. The child doesn't make a difference between being present and listening to her thoughts. She knows that both are happening at this very moment. If she wanders away in her imagination or thoughts, she doesn't say to herself that she shouldn't, that, that she isn't living mindfully if she does. The child knows perfectly well that nothing can happen outside of the present moment, not even thoughts or imagination. The master looks at the monk and sees a slight smile on his face. My friend, you've been making such a big deal out of living in the present moment that you forgot what it is really all about. To pay attention. That's what the child does best. She pays attention to everything. She marvels over everything. That's all you can do to live in the present moment, the master says. The monk smiles. Thank you, master, he says and bows. I didn't do anything. It was you who came to me. So go on and pay attention. Be as free as that child and live as joyous as her. It's all you can do as a human being. I love that little story. It's it's a small story, but it's one that really kind of helped change the way that I look at mindfulness and what is considered living in the present moment. To me, really, the moral of the story is that many people believe that being present in life is the highest form of being alive, which I, I believe that it is. But because of that, we place a lot of emphasis on that particular matter of being present. I mean, no doubt you've heard about the importance of the art of mindfulness, right? Well, today I want to direct you a little bit more towards the art of playfulness, being attentive of the world around you, just simply enjoying it for what it is. And really in a roundabout way, the more that we pay attention to the world around us, the more we experience in the world around us. And it's these experiences, these moments that really create the memories. That's the quality that I think we tend to miss the most. In our quest to be present, we need to remember how little kids are with presents. Have you ever watched a child when they receive a gift? There is nothing that can possibly distract them from what they are about to do and experience with that gift, with that present. They give that particular gift their full attention. They approach it with excitement and optimism and joy. 
When we learn to look at each day and each moment as a gift, kind of looking at it through a child's eyes, we have the same opportunity to approach those moments of each day with the same kind of youthful optimism and excitement, to create moments and memories that are memorable because they bring out the kid in us. I think in a lot of ways we make it harder than what it really is. We forget or we don't realize that being present happens in every moment because there's no moment where we're not there. Kids know this because they can think and wander away in thought, and yet that isn't a bad thing to them. They are still paying attention to here and now, only their here and now is sometimes filled with thoughts and imaginations that are fun and happy and exciting. I'm starting to realize that maybe we can't be more present or even learn to be more present because we're always there. We're in the moment. We're in the present. But what we can learn to do, one simple practice that we can develop is to pay attention, to pay better attention to what's happening right here and now. If you do, then I think we'll learn and come to know that meditation isn't just sitting in some kind of a lotus position, but that we can meditate anywhere because we can pay attention anywhere to everything that's going on around us and experience it fully. So this week, when you're in nature, be in nature. When you're on your phone, be on your phone. When you're with your kids, be with your kids. When you're with your spouse, be with your spouse. At work, be at work. Eating a meal, eat the meal and pay attention to what you're doing. Let the sights, the sounds, the smells, the taste, the feeling of it all sink in and you'll experience a moment that will be hard to forget, a moment that will add to the richness of your life's experience. We've been caught up far too long in just skimming along the top of things, always looking ahead to those things that we're afraid we might miss when what we've been missing has been right in front of us and the opportunity that we've had to go deeper in those moments that we're in. And as an example, I want you to think for a moment how Christ must have been. Maybe in particular when he healed someone. Do you think he was in a hurry to get to the next lesson or maybe the next healing? Or do you think that he took his time looking deep into the person's eyes, hearing about their life story and their struggle, learning their name and looking into their heart and who they were as a person? then shifting deeply into prayer and communion with his father, pleading for the power and the means to perform a miracle on this person's behalf. But you know what? I'll bet his favorite part was always what happened after each miracle. The outpouring of joy, of of emotion, of tears, and of love, and of faith. I'll bet he paid attention as much as one could pay attention to what was being experienced in those moments by those individuals. I think this might have been one of the reasons why so many were drawn to him. Although there were so many people, they knew and felt that he would pay attention to them, that he would see them, that he would hear them, that he would love them. This is really what makes God so accessible to each and every one of us. Although there are billions of people on this planet, he created the means through prayer where it feels like it's just you and him that you have his undivided attention and therefore you can experience a moment with him, a moment that will bless your life, that will guide your life, that will change your life, that will bring comfort to your life and hope and joy and peace, all because he is paying attention to you. So learn to pay attention to those around you, to what is happening around you. Slow down and take an accounting of each moment of each day and maybe even ask God to help you to see those things because he will. And as you learn to practice this art of paying attention and this art of playfulness, 
you will experience in a deeper level each and every moment that makes up your day. And each day will become more and more the gift that it really is meant to be. So this week, I just basically want to remind you that in this very moment, you are alive. Whatever you're feeling as you're listening is a moment that will shape your day and hopefully for the better. Whatever you do or wherever you go next, just try to pay attention to it and practice this art of playfulness with it. Even if it causes your mind to wander a bit, maybe that's just a part of paying attention in that particular moment. And it's okay. For in this very moment, you and I are alive. So let's make the most of it by falling in love with it. Because today is the only guarantee that we have that we are alive and living. With that, I hope that each of you have a great week. I hope this week is filled with great moments for you and those that you love. My daughter is going away to a youth conference for a week. I'm not, I don't know personally what I'm going to do without her, but I can't wait to hear about all the moments she'll be experiencing while she's away. My only advice to her before she left was wherever you go and whatever you're doing each day, just be there and pay attention to it and try to cultivate an art of playfulness with it and try to look at each of those moments, those new places and experiences that you're having in the same way that a child does when opening a gift with excitement and optimism and by paying attention to everything that you're doing. That would be my advice to you as well whatever you experienced this week also. As always, if I can be any assistance to you in, in any way in your individual coaching or business-related needs or training or speaking needs, please don't hesitate to reach out to me and let me know however I can help serve you best, you, your family, or your business. Have a great week, everybody. Until next time, I'm Josh Downs, and you've been listening to The Drive.